You're listening to the She's Unshakable podcast. I'm your host, Fleur Lonsdale. And if you're looking to create incredible courage, resilience, and unshakable belief in yourself, then this podcast is for you. Each episode, I'll be interviewing incredible adventurers, athletes, and entrepreneurs to dig deep into the strategies and tools they use to create unwavering courage and belief so that you can learn how to never give up on your goals and achieve the life of your dreams. Welcome to today's podcast with Rachel Buckley. I'm so excited for you to listen to Rachel's story. We go into all of her limiting beliefs, how her childhood really affected her entire life, and how she's become a transformation coach and found true love, even though she never thought it possible. I'm so excited so that you can listen to everything that she's learnt, why she's become a coach, how she's done it, and also the awareness that she's had of her entire life and how you can use this for your own self-healing as well. Enjoy this podcast, write down as many notes as you can because this one's a real goodie and message us and let us know what you've learned about it too. Enjoy. Hey Rachel, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here with us today. It's so funny that I literally was looking on Instagram and I was just reading one of your posts and I was like, oh, Rachel's got a cool story. I should get her on the podcast. <laughs> literally like reached out to you and you were like, yeah, let's do it. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so funny. Normally it takes so much longer to organize something. I was like, all right, sweet. Let's do it. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you for having me on. And, I, you know, I feel like these days when opportunities come up, you just got to go for it. So when you sent me that message, and obviously we've been following each other, so I'm always seeing your high vibe stuff over your socials as well. And I was like, yeah, why not? Let's do it. Let's so do it. I'm grateful to be here. And thank you for inviting me to come and share my story. You are so welcome. I'm so excited because I know, like, as you know, the podcast is all about sharing the deep and inner truths <laughs> and the things that we struggle with and how we've overcome them and what we've been able to do. And I think that your story is going to really resonate with my listeners or our listeners um, and really just, yeah, help them. If anyone of them is struggling through the same things that you've that you've struggled with and, you know, maybe even still struggle with today. So I'm really um, glad that you're here. So thanks for joining me. Um, so you're welcome. before we sort of get started into the uh, podcast itself, I'd love to know, do you have a morning routine? Yes, I do. And I know this is important because many people struggle to understand how important, how important it is. Um, but I feel like with a morning routine, that's the first step to setting your day up in a positive way and with a win. Um, so for a long time, I used to work on a weekly routine, which was tasks that I had to get done over a week because that's what suited my lifestyle back then. Um, but today, um, my routine consists of making my bed as soon as I get up because to me that's just a win straight away I've made my bed yeah I like to go outside sit in the sun and practice my gratitude do my journaling nice and I like to set an intention every morning good things are coming my way and I say that every morning to myself and then I pull an angel card I don't know if you have your own deck, but um, I always pull my card for a bit of guidance. And those first 20-ish minutes that I do all of that in, that's my day set 
in a high frequency. So I'm just ready to start the day. And that's how my morning team, my morning routine goes. Nice. What kind did you pull today? I pulled don't stop. Oh, that's a good one. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Can't can't go wrong with that. (laughs) Do you keep that on your, um, do you keep the card like on your desk or where you work or around with you like during the day? No, I don't. But you know what? That's actually a really good idea. Perhaps I should start doing that. Just pop it up there on the desk Mm. and just have it there all day. You know, I've actually been looking at getting my own card deck but every time I go to buy one, I just want them all. <laughs> so I just don't get any of them. And I'm like, I really want one, but I just don't know which one to go for. And I feel like if I haven't got that sort of like that one, then I just don't really go for it. So I'm waiting for the day that a one card deck's going to like scream out at me. But that's awesome. I think that's important. I, I think that's important until you have that feeling, go buy a deck. Because my deck literally called out to me among the sea of all the decks and yep. I I love this deck so that's key to yep. picking the right deck for you yeah it's cool and I love the fact that you can actually go outside every day and do your gratitude the fact that you live you know on the sunshine coast I feel like if we had to do that here I'd either get wet <laughs> or I get really cold and I get so jealous at like looking at people on the gold coast like going to the beach on a winter's morning and I'm like God, why am I? Why can't I do that? It's not fair. Might have to just move there one day, I think. Maybe. We'll see. Look, definitely. Go for it. (laughs) I'm glad that I am down here. But, you know, I did come from Cairns. And so the winters in Cairns are even warmer. Oh, are they? Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So currently I'm freezing. I'm (laughs) going close because I'm not used to 18 degree mornings. Um, oh, and funny. I'm watching all my friends on social media who live in Cairns walking around in shorts and crop tops. And I'm like, oh, I miss that heat. But too many sharks. The sun there. is the sun. <laughs> yeah, the sun is the sun. All right, cool. So obviously, just getting to know you a little better, I know a little bit more about your story and the story with just, I guess, the beliefs that you had sort of growing up. Uh, with your upbringing and with your stepdad and what that's sort of done for you and how you sort of overcome that uh, into the beautiful woman that you are now. Um, I guess I'd love for you just to share briefly what that story is and and kind of how it started and and how it's sort of taken you to where you are now. You can edit this part out, but do you want me to go like deep like back to when I mentioned about my dad committing suicide and stuff totally up to you babe you do what you want okay okay yeah all right so my story is something that I was very ashamed of for a long time I never shared it um a lot of my really good friends growing up never even knew what was going on that's how ashamed I was um I've come to a realization through my inner growth that I should never be ashamed. We should all never be ashamed of our stories. Um, So I shared my story the other day on Facebook and it did get a lot of engagement. Um, So I guess that's why you reached out to me as well (laughs) and why I'm here on the podcast. There you go. Um, Yeah, yeah. So um, when I was five, my dad committed suicide. Um, Now, that is quite young. I used to think, it wouldn't affect me as much because I was young and I didn't really essentially get to know him as a man 
Um, what I found later on in life is that it did affect me very deeply. Um, we underestimate how many things affect us when we're so young. Yeah. I mean, it was something that I carried with me. And the man that took the role of the father in my life was my stepfather. And he was abusive physically, verbally, and emotionally. And he was an alcoholic. And it was a really tough upbringing. Um, I was surrounded by fear fear every day that I would upset him, I would do the wrong thing. Um, and because he was violent, um, there was a lot of fear that I would die, that he would kill me. Um, and it, it was really hard to dream in an environment like that. Yeah. So I had no dreams when I was younger. I had no... Um, I felt like where I was was going to be permanently where I would always be. We don't realise that we get to grow up and become adults and, and have our own life. Mm. When you're in an environment like that, it just feels like that's how it's always going to be. So through that upbringing, I had a lot of stories that developed. Um, I was unlovable. I was dumb. I No one would ever want me. Um, I wasn't good enough. I became a massive people pleaser. And there's this really twisted thing that we do as kids. It's when we're abused, we desperately still seek love from, you know, that the person. giants, the, yeah. the people that are raising us. Mm. And so even though my stepfather was all of these really cruel and mean things to me, all I really truly ever wanted was to be accepted and loved by him. And when I wasn't, that's where all of those stories developed and that's where the the people pleasing came in to my life and from that experience of my childhood it just followed me into adulthood yep. so as I grew and became a young woman I carried that deeply I had a relationship for seven years and within that seven-year relationship there was no growth I was a toxic woman I put that partner through a lot of hell. I had a child with him. And what I, which is really hard truth to face, is that I was a broken young woman trying to raise a child. Mm. And what we don't realise is that a lot of the times when we have kids before we've healed, we pass those wounds on to our kids. Yeah. And I did that with my son. And that's fucking such a hard truth to face. I remember breaking down and crying so much about it and thinking my son acts like this because of what I did to him when he was young because, like I mentioned before, even though he was young, it still made an impact of what I did on him. Yeah. Um, how I was. And, you know, I was never abusive or anything like that, but they, there's that saying that says... If we don't heal, our wounds will bleed on others. Yeah. And so, you know, he grew up with a mum that was constantly depressed, um, constantly sad, hiding. He watched me, people please. He watched me not be able to be affectionate physically because of my past. Mm -hmm. um, so when I try to hug him now, he doesn't know how to receive affection. Mm -hmm. um, so it's it, it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty um, powerful and pretty pretty hurtful to see that 
Um, and then, yeah, I think moving forward, you know, carrying that with with who I was as a young woman, uh, then I moved into my 30s. Um, after my relationship ended, the seven-year relationship ended, I was single for, I think it was a year. I met a guy and he was literally just like my stepfather. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess I was seeking to feel that validation from my father. So I found a man who was yeah. like my father. Yeah. And guess what? I couldn't seek it from him either <laughs> because he was toxic as well and because he was just like my father. So, yeah, that ended. Can I just um, ask you a question on that? Like how long did it take you to figure out that that was the case? Because obviously when you Not first either. met him, you wouldn't have known that that was why you were attracted to him, right? Is this something yeah. you've realised like recently or after breaking up with him or sort of whilst you were in that relationship? I didn't realise it until I got into personal development. Yeah, okay, cool. So years later. Yeah. Years later, yeah. What made you break That's up with him? Um, he was very cruel to me um, and he used to say, if you killed yourself, no one would even miss you. Oh, my gosh. Now, yes. Now, this is something that I don't speak a lot about, but I'm going to bring it up. When I was younger, when I was 14, I started burning myself, um, so self-mutilation. Um, I would burn safety pins with a lighter and then I would push them into my skin. Now, when I was 19 years old, I started cutting myself. Um, so I took it to the next level. Um, and then my relationship, the first relationship I mentioned, the seven-year relationship, he was really helpful. He helped me just to break that cycle of self-mutilation. So I hadn't done it for years. Through this toxic relationship that I had after, I started cutting myself. That was my realisation. Oh, yeah. Even though I didn't have the realisation that he was my father, that to me was I'm cutting myself again mm -hmm. over a guy. This is not good. This is bad. And that's what helped me break away from that relationship okay wow cool yeah carry on <laughs> sorry to interrupt <laughs> um so when I got out of that toxic relationship that was about 18 months I became single and I stayed single for six years I didn't want any part of a man um of course I went on dates and of course I had sexual partners but there was no connection Mm -hmm. um, there was no depth from me. I had a wall that was as high as the sky um, because ultimately the story was that if I didn't let them in, they couldn't hurt me. Mm -hmm. And over those six years, there were some really amazing guys that I got to know, but I couldn't recognise it for what it was. To me, they were one in the same. Every man was the same. Mm -hmm. And I had a very toxic circle of friends that had the same beliefs as me. And so you can't grow in an environment where you're all thinking the same things because those people were just reinforcing the evidence I was seeking that I was right and that my stories were true. Mm -hmm. um, so 
not having that circle, that circle of friends that allowed me to grow or that were going to slap me in the face and say, Rach, wake up. That's wrong. You shouldn't be thinking like that because I didn't have that. Yeah. Six years I lived like that. You know, six more years of being single, I saw men like that. And then I was 34 years old. So we're getting on. 34 years I lived. As old. if. 34 is not getting on. <laughs> reaching, just reaching prime. <laughs> yeah, but you know, like when you grow, yeah. you think, God, if only I knew this in my 20s, right? right? Yeah. So I was 34, nearly 35, and I met my now partner, Brendan. And that's when everything changed for me. So when it came to the stories that I had about men, I had begun working on them myself. Um, So I had probably spent the last year of my six years of being single working on that. And I'd started growing in that sense. But there was a lot of mess inside of me still when Brendan came along. And when I met him, he was not someone who was going to take shit from me. <laughs> so <laughs> I, was very, I was a very bossy uh, woman because obviously my dad bossed me around my whole life. So, init- so essentially it, it was if I boss them, then that doesn't give them the chance to boss me because no man's going to boss me, not like my dad, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but he wouldn't put up with it. And all of a sudden I had this healthy person in my life for the first time who was like, cut the shit. That's wrong. Look at, you know, look at what you just said. Do you feel like that is how you should have said it? And I was seen and heard, truly seen for who I was. The first time, like, I would say things like, God, I'm dumb. And he would say, what are you talking about? And he would sit there and he would say, you are so creative. You write the most beautiful poetry. You come up with the most amazing business ideas. What do you mean you're dumb? Just because you're not good at math or you're not good at English doesn't make you dumb. And he showed me this way to, to turn the perspective on how I had been seeing myself in my life. And... Once that started, once I had that in my life, I began to realise that there was more to me than even I hadn't even truly seen who I was. I'd been hiding from myself. In, in While hiding from others, the biggest person I'd hid from was me. Yeah. And I was able to, yeah, grow and flourish and started reading books and Brendan would recommend personal development books that he read in the past that he had gotten a lot of value from. And so I started doing that. I started listening to podcasts. I started watching um, YouTube seminars. So if there was a seminar on something, you know how they do those recordings, anything that was free, I did. I watched, I read, I consumed, and I just went down the rabbit hole with it. (laughs) And once I started... (laughs) Once I started seeing results, I was like, holy, what is this? 
And I, I was obsessed. I was obsessed with my own growth. I was obsessed with myself for the first time in my life in a really healthy way. That's so cool. Just so cool. I love it. It's so, what, just how cool for someone to come into your life and do that and not just sort of shove you away, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't know how I allowed that being that I had a wall so high. I think it was because the last year of that single life I had worked on how I was viewing men. Mm. So when Brendan came along, like if Brendan had come along earlier yeah. before I'd done that work, I, was say. I would have missed out on the most amazing person. Yeah. So thank God for Matthew <laughs> Hussey because <laughs> I studied that guy like crazy. I don't know if you know Matthew no, Hussey. I don't know him, no. Oh, look him up. He's a relationship guru and his niche is like for single women and he's just incredible. I learned so much from him. Cool. That's awesome. And, uh, yeah. I always say to Brendan that, um, you know, how people say, I met, I met this man and he changed my life. Like they, you know, their wedding vows and stuff, but like he literally <laughs> changed the direction of my life forever. Even if down the track something happened to our relationship, and it was no more, I would know I'm okay. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm okay with that. And that's huge for a lot of women because we become so codependent on people that we feel like that's where they are our happiness. But I, I know that my happiness is here and no one can take that away from me. And Brendan gave me that gift. Yeah, super special. Uh, and you're so right. I think everything happens in a time in your life for a reason, right? Like... He could have come along and you might not have known and who knows, You like, who knows, right? No one knows what could have happened. Um, there was one question that I was wanting to ask you. With your son, who's now 14, I think you said, right? Yes. Does Does he know your story? Does he know your full story? Yes, he does. Um, but because of who I was before all the growth, um, he doesn't communicate very well because I never communicated very well. So he learned that from me. So when I have spoken about my past and I, you know, shared my story, he, he's very uncomfortable about it. Um, and it'll just be something that I will forever continue to talk to him about. Mm -hmm. um, obviously he's 14. So they're going through puberty and all these emotions and hormones and, um, and he's a boy, so <laughs> it is harder to connect with him completely. Yeah. But I'm very open with him now. I'm very open with everything that I do, everything that I say, where I've come from, why I do the things that I do, why I did the things that I did. Mm. Um, so, yeah, definitely an open book with him. Cool. Um, and so, obviously, the relationship side and the the stepfather side is sort of been the biggest I guess overarching challenge that's sort of posed itself on onto you um I guess because obviously that that does stem a lot of beliefs right and I as as much as you can think this and not think this a, a lot of our beliefs come from our childhood and the way that our parents brought us up right and the things that happened and whether it was good or bad 
that's where we stem our beliefs from. <laughs> There's not really any way of getting around it. Even when you think, oh no, that belief wasn't my parents. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure it was. <laughs> pretty yeah. sure that's where it comes from. Um, and a lot of the times it's it, from, obviously not from my stepfather, but it's unintentional. Of course. From the parents. Totally. And I don't know if you've done any um, of Dr. D. Martini's work, John D. Martini. Um, you'd probably love some of his stuff, but he does something called the D. Martini method, but it's like an equilibration method where he takes you through what that person's done to you, essentially, and why you thought they did it and actually some of the other reasons as to why they thought that they might have done it without them in the process. It's just you going through it but seeing it from a completely different aspect and and the sort of like resonance that you get from that is quite crazy it's quite ridiculous as to what comes up and just fascinating you know personal growth as you know is like just fascinating what you what you see and what you learn about yourself and what comes up you're like wow I can't believe that I'm I'm still holding on to this um yeah. and I was you know 100% the same I think about my partner when I met him I was totally against men and I was like nope I do not want anyone in my life I am not ready for another boy they are just not I'm not keen at all and he sort of it was like he just turned up and I was like no I'm not ready for you <laughs> like I'm just not ready for you <laughs> and he was like I don't care like this is happening and you're like oh wow I don't know what to do I literally didn't know what to do and it just it was one of those moments where you almost have to surrender and just go okay universe this is what's meant to happen and this is what's meant to happen and who knows where it's going to go but we'll just go with it and see mm -hmm. um and I think that's a a good message as well for the listeners is is to just trust where you are right now and trust in in what's coming and just believe that it's meant to be because it's meant to be and you can kind of look at your past relationships and go that was meant to happen for a reason because otherwise I wouldn't be where I am now and I wouldn't yeah. be able to create this power in myself to then help other people right because I never went through that myself um and a lot of people don't think of that they just sort of get stuck in the hole of of life and what's not working rather than what could be working and what could be happening for them um I'd love to know a little bit because obviously you've got the the beliefs of I'm dumb I'm not loved I'm not worthy how that sort of took you through and and I, I guess my question is really is when you start growth personal growth and growing about growing yourself and learning about yourself these beliefs don't just disappear they don't just like fall to the wayside they're always there and they always come and haunt you in the back of your mind um how do you deal with that and uh, do you have any sort of things that you have in this your like back pocket that you carry around with you I think essentially it's just about doing something even though those stories come up because now you're aware that yeah. it's a story see a lot of people and myself we don't know that they're stories we don't understand that they are the you know we're just being controlled by them yep I didn't even know what a limiting belief was <laughs> 
So um, first key is being aware that it was a story and that it, there was no truth to it, that I, that I was lovable. Yes. And when they would rise throughout the journey, um, it was about reject. That's not true. Reject that. What's the truth? The truth is that I am lovable. And just con- and consistently doing that and, you know, thinking that I'm dumb, that story, was about just taking the action and when the story would surface again, rejecting it and still taking action and doing the study that I want to do. And it's just consistency and practice over and over again. And, yeah, sometimes they do still come up. We're all human. We're going to have moments where, you know, once a month for ladies – we get extra emotional and more vulnerable at the time of the month. And, you know, I do. I get emotional and I think certain stories will come up, but it's just about telling yourself that they're not real, they're not true, and thinking about where I've come from and how far I've come helps solidify moving forward because I'm never going back to that Rachel Mm. there's no way in hell and so if I let those stories start controlling me again Mm. that's well that's where I'll end up I'll end up stuck again as in a hole and so that's pretty much all I do I just reject it replace it with the truth and keep moving forward and I do that over and over and over until eventually they don't come up as much anymore Mm. very far and few in between yeah and do you have uh, affirmations that you sort of say to yourself that you're like truth affirmations? Um, so there was one that I specifically said a lot daily and that was a seed has to break so it can heal, so it can bloom. And every time that the journey got tough and I didn't want to keep facing the ugly truth, I would tell myself that. And remind myself that I have to break. Because that's essentially what a seed does. It breaks open. I've got to break so I can heal inside and then I can flourish and bloom into who I know I can be. And that was one that just I said repetitively. Nowadays, like today in the present currently, I say a mass of different ones. I go to sleep at night. There's a couple of things on my playlist that I play while I'm sleeping at night and they're all I am affirmations while you're sleeping. So they just subconsciously go into my mind while I'm asleep. Um, But the one in the morning that I mentioned earlier that I say, uh, good things are coming my way. And that is one that I will say for the rest of my life. Love it. I love it. Cool. Um, So just going backwards a little bit, uh, I'd love to know, what was your relationship like with your mum? Yeah, it was tough. Um, this one gets me because I love my mum. And I now, currently, in the present, understand why she did what she did and who she is, why she is who she is. Mm-hmm. But I didn't before the personal growth. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have a relationship really with her at all most of my life yeah um I resented her for not sticking up for us I resented her for not being how a mum is supposed to be which is 
nurturing and caring and kind and loving. She loved us. I understand now she loved us in the way that she felt she could. But to me, growing up, it was, why are you not proud of me? Why are you not protecting me? Why are you not showing me love? Like, I don't really remember being hugged much, um, having any sort of affection from her. I couldn't talk to her. There was no communication. Um, now, as a mum myself and having the journey that I've had, I understand that we can only do what we can do with the information we have at the time. Mm -hmm. If we could do better, we would have, right? But we can't do better than what we know at the time. And I have begun building a relationship with her. She sees the difference in me, um, being that I do life coaching. Um, I've been able to connect with her deeper um, and get her to open up with my nice. wizard skills. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it, it's getting there. And I really like that I do have a relationship with her. Um, but I, I do still have a bit of a wall up with her that um, I think is just going to take more time and more consistency with communicating with her. Yeah. And sometimes when those walls have been up for such a long time, it takes a long time just to break them down slowly, hey. But Yeah, and she, and she still has a wall. so For sure. Yeah, you can't do it all yourself. <laughs> it's got to be yeah, a two. It's got to be two ways. Yeah, for sure. Um, cool. I I think you know your story is is just so powerful, and you've been through so much. It's kind of. I feel like everyone I have on this podcast just goes through so much. It kind of blows me away how so many women go through so much trauma in their lives, and then come out and do amazing things um I'd love for you to share a little bit about what you're up to now and I guess how how your journey has sort of got you to be able to be where you are now um I feel like everything that has happened in my life more recently has organically happened because of my growth mm. Um, so currently I have a business with my partner. So we're partners in life and partners in business <laughs> and we have our own coaching business. We, this one's tough, hang on. <laughs> it's, it's always harder to talk <laughs> in the present. Um, can you just repeat the question to me? Yeah, just sort of like how how is everything that you've learned throughout your life um, and everything that you've been through got you to, I guess, coaching people now? Okay, yeah. So one thing that I discovered was that everything I am today was already inside of me. Yeah. So I used to struggle a lot thinking, what's my purpose? What's my purpose? I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. And as each year went by and I got older and older, I thought, oh, my God, I'm supposed to already have this figured out. Why? What's going on? 
I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't want to do admin for the rest of my freaking life. <laughs> There's got to be more yeah. than this. Um, and when I started growing internally, literally found that life coaching had always been there inside of me. I'd always been from someone who's just shared her story to sounding very traumatic, traumatic, I want to remind you that I did hide that from a lot of people. So to a lot of people, I was strong. I was independent. Um, I was single. I didn't need no man. So a lot of women would come to me for advice. And I loved helping them. I loved healing them. I loved rescuing them. And I guess I did that because I couldn't do it for myself. So Mm -hmm. I did it for everyone else. And through personal growth, I found that that's what I was passionate about. It had been there all my life inside of me. I just needed to shine a light on it. And so today, that's what I do. I want to make an impact. I want to help men and women become the best people that they can be by just shining a light on what's already there within them. So I have a business with my partner, Brendan. This is what we do together. We love it. We're uh, passionate about it and it feels incredible to know that what I've been through has allowed me to resonate with people and share and help them grow and make that impact and it's what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Yeah, you can tell how passionate you are about it as well. I love it. Your eyes sort of like light up and you're like, yep, <laughs> this is it. I found it. Sorry, go. Um, I was just going to say, in terms of like being in that place where you feel lost and you don't know, you you know that there's more, right? You know there's more to life. Mm. You know that you've got something to give, but you don't know what that is. And I guess you've probably got a bunch of these limiting beliefs still sitting there from everything. And you're kind of just living life week by week, month by month, and time just ticking along. How is it? what do you find is the best way for your clients to find what it is inside them that they can actually love and go and do? Do you have a process that you take them through? Look, it it varies, but I think the biggest thing first is commitment. Yeah. We will not take on a client unless they're committed. Unless they are hundred percent committed to the change because as mentioned on my story on Facebook, that there's got to be more whisper was many, many years, but I never committed to that whisper. I never listened to that whisper. So, you know, if they're still thinking, you know, they're still where you just said with the limiting beliefs and, um, you know, kind of one foot in and one foot out, then they have to make that commitment and go, two feet in and then once they're two feet in and they're ready to make the commitment to their growth it goes through a series of um awareness is the second one so you know I'm sure you've been there as well before where you're not even aware of what's going on in your life and until you become aware of why something is the way it is then you can begin to get down to that core issue because a lot of times we think we fixed the issue, but that was never even the issue. Yeah. It's a deeper issue. So 
I would say, you know, to the listeners who are there, if you're ready, you have to, one, make a commitment to yourself and to your growth. And then you need to seek out someone who can help you gain awareness. So then you can start to go through all those beautiful paths because everyone's different. Yeah, so true. I love it. Cool. Okay, my last two questions for you. One, what's the uh, scariest thing that you've ever done in your entire life? Believe in myself. Oh, the scariest one. Okay, yeah, tell me that more. Talk a lot of guts to believe in myself um, because I never believed in myself. And it's it's a scary thing to say, I got this, I can do this, yeah, and then just go for it. And it's scary because I was fearful that I could even succeed. And the thing about fear is, like, it's always going to be there. Uh, you just got to fight yeah. through it, and yeah. that's scary. So believing in myself was the scariest thing I've ever done. And, and it paid off because on the other side of that, now I'm living life exactly how I want to live it. So it was worth it. <laughs> Do you remember the moment where that sort of happened, where it sort of hit you that you needed to believe yourself in order to go move forward? Yeah, yeah, I do actually. Um, so I'd been doing all this work. Um, obviously, I did it the long way because it took me about two and a half years. You know, if I had a lot of indirect mentors from podcasts and whatnot and books. Um, yeah. So if I could go back, I definitely would have got a mentor earlier. <laughs> um, but I remember I'd seen a lot of changes internally and I wanted to start a T-shirt business online t-shirt business and Brendan was saying oh do it I believe in you you know you just got to believe in yourself and I was like I do I believe in myself and I was like what the heck I just said that so confidently like that was the moment I was like I actually do believe in myself and I went for it and I did an online t-shirt business and it was all about women t-shirts with empowering quotes and and I was like this is incredible so that was probably, yeah, the moment that I was like, I got this. That's so cool. Do you still have that T-shirt business? I don't. Um, when I started doing it, it was the stepping stone. And then it was all about empowering empowering women yeah. to wear their mind. So to speak their mind, it was wear your mind. And um, I wanted women to be comfortable with that and empower them to be themselves and then once I was doing that, I was like, oh, this is too low for me. I need to go bigger. <laughs> I want to do it on a bigger scale. How can I do this on a bigger scale? Um, and that's when I discovered life coaching. That's when I did started my podcast because my message was it. I wanted to speak my message. I finally found my voice Yeah. and I was ready to take it to the next level. So Miss Chic Tees, which was the name of the T-shirt business, that was needed. I needed to do that yeah. stepping stone because it led me to the next phase. So I shut that down and all of my 100% of my focus went into my voice, my message, my vision. And I just took it higher from there. Awesome. How cool. Um, okay, last question. What's the best piece of advice that you'd give to our listeners today? Okay, so... This is a hard one because we're all on different paths. But if I had to pick one piece that I feel is important, 
it would be when you look back on the past, only do it to reflect. Because if you dwell and you stay stuck in the past, it's detrimental, detrimental to your growth. So reflect only on your experiences so that you can take the lessons from those experiences and you can move forward in your life with more wisdom. Love it. So powerful. Yeah, always looking forward and taking the learnings but not dwelling. Um, So important, I think. It's so easy to get caught up in what hasn't worked before and you've failed before and you can't do it. Um, Yeah, awesome. I love it. Thank you so much, Rachel. So cool to have you on the podcast. Um, I guess I'd love for you to share where can the listeners find you, uh, if they want to connect with you, how can they connect with you? Yeah, sure. So I hang out on Instagram a lot. (laughs) So you can look at me up. I am Rachel Michelle. I'm sure you'll probably link it in the show yeah, notes, will, but sure. um, or does Apple Podcasts have show notes? I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I hang out on Instagram a lot. You can look me up. I am Rachel Michelle. I am also on Facebook, happy to network and add you as a friend. So it's just Rachel Michelle. I don't use my last name clearly from my story. <laughs> um, I have, <laughs> that's gone. It's just Rachel Michelle. Um, and yeah, I look forward to connecting with you guys. Don't be afraid to send me a message. Um, and that's where I'll be. Yay. I love it. Thank you so much for joining us today, babe. It's been so cool to, to just hear you and how passionate you are about what you're doing and how much you're going to have an impact on this world. I'm so excited to just watch you over the next sort of couple of years and see what this is going to flourish into. So good luck with everything. Thank you for having me on. I have loved every moment of this. It was awesome to share my story again. And I look forward to connecting in the future. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and head on over to iTunes or your favorite podcast listener and give us a five-star review. Don't forget to join our free Facebook community called Freedom Code 4.